0: They all ate and were satisfied. I'd like to hone on in this phrase, hone in on this phrase in the gospel today, because it indicates to us so much of the 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 hunger in the hearts of the disciples, um, and the feeding of the five thousand. When we see that in the spiritual life, there's a hunger. There's it indicates a need. You know, just. First of all, a physical need. If you think about how day in and day out we're concerned about feeding ourselves three squares a meal, three square meals a day, uh, seven days a week, we're, we're emphasizing that and so often thinking about it. But in a world that, you know, food culture has become so fast paced, uh, we sort of lose sight of how much of a struggle it is to provide for ourselves. And even if we're in a place where we're, you know, relatively financially solvent uh, we find ourselves in the difficulty of finding where we're going to feed ourselves now we might not be looking for our next meal but we certainly are longing to be satisfied by what we eat and drink now in a natural sense we just want to have like what's the goal of eating it's not just to be full but to be nourished uh, what's the goal of drinking? Not just to to satisfy our thirst. It's not just about receiving the pleasure of, of you know feeling that we had a deep drink and we're happy and we're you know we're ready to go now. But it's rather that it ref- provides refreshment for the whole body. Let's look at the, the sort of way in which this gets panned out. Well. In the, the letter from the, uh, uh, the prophet Isaiah today, the, the reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah indicates that just as the rain and the snow come down and they'll return to the Lord void, but do that thing for which they were sent. So the rain and the snow come down and they make the earth fruitful, bringing forth seed for the sower and bread for one who hungers. And what's being promised by this prophetic utterance, by the, the promise of the prophet is to provide something for the future, but also to, to satisfy here in the present moment the deepest desires of, of those who hear these words. So on a physical level, that's, that's good in itself, right? There, there is a good action, which is feeding the hungry, which is giving drink to the thirsty, which Jesus reiterates in the gospel but there's something behind that too that that immediately has a spiritual sense to it as well mainly the hunger and the thirst that we have for certain things in our lives if you will we have a, a hunger to be uh, to to live in communion we have a, a hunger to be in relationships we have a hunger to understand and to know what's true we have a hunger for goodness in other people goodness that's shared by the gift of love or the gift of charity between other people and so we are not satisfied until we actually have that even if even if we just stood around and we faked it for a while it would be okay but it would be sort of like only barely tolerable to fake friendship to fake an intellectual conversation to fake something that was meaningful or that was actually good. But after a while, we recognize that we can't just fake those things. We have to have someone in our lives who actually lives that, who actually is good. So in a similar way, it's not just enough for the Lord to provide food for the hungry, but that it's satisfying. What does that mean? On the deepest level of the human heart. So, if you had to ask yourself what are the deepest desires of your heart, I think you would recognize very quickly that that it's not just for food and drink, it's not just for money, it's not just for the passing pleasures of the world. Now, maybe first those are the thir- the first things that come to mind. Geez, I'd like to sit on the back porch with a mimosa. I would like to sit in, you know, with my butt in the sand. I like to, you know, do whatever I can to to sort of have the pleasure and the joy of sitting around and being at leisure. But that doesn't mean that you're satisfied. Now, in the same way, if I have good intellectual conversation, if I have um, the challenge of a a backpacking trip or an adventure or something like that, ultimately, those things are good, but they're not going to satisfy me. Well, what about family? You know, even, even family, that's pretty darn good. You know, like, uh, maybe there's, that's what we would even argue one of the best goods, you know, my husband, my wife, the, the family that I have. Um, but even they, you know, if we put them to the test, sometimes they just don't cut the mustard. You know, they don't they don't satisfy us. Ultimately, sometimes our our relationships are broken in our homes and sometimes the most broken relationships are those home relationships. So what what's the point? What's the point of reflecting on all of this? When we reflect on this, we recognize that the invitation from God is to something else, something that ultimately, that in the end of all things will satisfy us, is to listen to the word of God. Now, this isn't just, you know, strictly speaking, an obedience homily. Listen to God and you'll be happy. Do what God asks and you should be happy. Do the good thing and then you'll be a good person. You know, it's like, well, that's that might be satisfying in a certain sense, like if we already desire those things, but sometimes it's a pain in the butt to listen. Sometimes it's, it's, I have to let go of all the other good things that I'm holding on to to listen to the good word from the Lord, the, the Lord who calls us to conversion, the Lord who teaches us about heaven and hell, about lasting happiness and passing happiness. That's the Lord who speaks to us when he offers this word. He says, come to me heedfully. That means listening, willing to actually hear what he wants to say. And willing to also listen that this is the word that ultimately is satisfying. That at the deepest level of my heart and mind leads me into satisfaction. And what is that sort of satisfaction? It's the salvation that comes from God. It's the word that doesn't just come to me void, but has an impact in my heart. And it doesn't just sort of lead me into a you know a, a relationship with Jesus. Like it's not just sort of a cold word, but it's a covenant word. It's a the word of God, which is sealed and is applied in the mass. The word of God is living and effective. It has an impact in my life. It's not just sort of passing and then goes. It doesn't just sort of titillate my senses, and then let me, let me go on my own, it's ultimately satisfying. Why? Because the word of God is living and effective. It's able to re- discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. It acts in me, and it leads me to salvation. That's the good fruit. That comes from listening to the word of God. That's the sort of action that the word of God has in me if I listen to it heedfully. And what does it do? It leads me to a rich banquet. God's relationship, God's love is not just simply, you know, uh, do this and avoid that. It's not just simply, um, you know, do these things and you'll be sort of happy or contented for now. But it's an overwhelming, never-ending banquet of satisfaction. They all ate and were satisfied. Take that and extend it into the person of Jesus Christ. The God of the universe comes to the world in the humble person of Jesus Christ and offers this nourishing banquet, this miracle. 5,000 people are fed. And the interesting thing is that they just aren't filled in their gullets. They all ate and were satisfied indicates something deeper, that the salvation of God doesn't just come to give us pleasant feelings in the here and now, but that it has water that's welling up to eternal life. The action of God's word doesn't simply end its impact in the here and now, but it leads us to eternal happiness, eternal fulfillment, eternal consolation. So what does it mean to come to the Lord? We listen heedfully and we are filled with choice wines and rich food that isn't simply feeding us and nourishing us in the here and now, but part of this eternal banquet. So when we listen to the impactful and powerful word of God, it leads us to ultimate satisfaction, joy, peace, the sort of joy that the world cannot give. The sort of joy that is not characterized by passing pleasures, but by the deep and abiding loving presence of God. And which is sealed in His Word. Sealed in a Word that promises uh, fruitfulness and goodness.